Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. Ellie Scottie can hold her own with pretty much any female fighter in any division. All those things considered, George, what's your predico? He's got something that you can't teach. Lopez just not having any of it. But if he wins, wow. Cameras picked him up saying, I don't got it no more. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Happy Friday, Deck. Happy Friday, George. This is novel, isn't it? Well, it's Friday, yes. Yeah. So I thought Friday I'd start Friday in. Yeah. Yeah. Why have we gone Friday this week, George, instead of uh, the usual Monday? It's a bit more newsy. Yeah. Rather than reviewsy. It wasn't that much to review. Clarissa Shields boxed, though, and won. 10-round decision, of course. The Maybe the quote. But other than that, we thought throwing it forward to this weekend would be our best bet, wouldn't it? Yeah, we? I think so, because we've got... Josh Taylor fighting Lopez. Taylor maybe what is, is he our best pound for pound fighter in the UK? Maybe. We've got Saudi news. Yes, we have. Uh and then we've got Elite Club member, Ellie Cockney Scotney. Yeah. The the baked bean of Catford. The baked bean of Catford. But you you know you mentioned is is Josh Taylor the best um the best we've got in Britain. Well, one man who might argue is also in action at the weekend on this side of the pond, and that is Sonny Edwards. Maybe skill for skill, our number one, talent-wise. And he's also boxing, so that's on our agenda today, George. But where do you want to start? Let's start in Saudi. Yeah, the big Let's boys. Let's start Usyk, he's in action. Big news from, from Saudi. So what do we know, Declan? You're so, on the ground. Skill Challenge Entertainment Promotions, which is the boxing management company owned by Prince Khalid bin Abdulaziz of Saudi Arabia. So, Skill Challenge Entertainment, we most people who have heard of that, they're the sort of. Is that when Usyk does all them tricks, those trick nah, shots, that's, that's, those catch all them five pound, like they're five the pounds? That's nah, the trick. Yeah, no. That's not the Skill Challenge, but right. I, that's probably what got him this deal. They've been floating about, they're always the people with the money and all the Saudi deals and stuff. I'm not sure maybe they're involved in the, the Jeddah one with you and the, the World Boxing Super Series. But anyway, they've now made a sign in Alexander Usyk, the unified heavyweight champion of the world, WBA, WBO and IBF. The only one who's missing, of course, is WBC belt, which we hope that he or we hope that he will get the opportunity to fight for when he has a big undisputed clash with Tyson Fury. As of yet, hasn't happened. He has signed with Saudi skills challenge. The common or the perceived wisdom is that that means that this fight with Tyson Fury is kind of nearing now. They're going to do a deal. And if you remember, there was this talk of this super night where they were going to fight each other and Joshua and Wilder were going to fight each other on the same card. Imagine how much it would cost them. So Who would get paid the most? Well, this is where I think it would now fall Us- down. U- U- you'd always say Fury Usyk would, would be out, Fury but Usyk's the main man. He's now the one who signed first. Yeah. Then Fury wants to be the number one. He says he's the number one, well, the lineal I, champion. I would agree he is. Would you agree with that? 
Do you know what? Even I think he eclipses Anthony Joshua commercially. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, commercially, I don't know. He's at the peak of his powers. I don't know. In Saudi as well, I think I think they, they would rather Joshua, who's already fought out there. Yeah. They're both entertaining to watch, aren't they? In very different ways. Yeah. Wilder as well. They want him. I've seen him on Instagram and social media and stuff, him out there doing doing. He's an, Ameri- he's an American. Yeah. American citizen. It, it still carries the weight, you know? Yeah. It, you are an American, former American champion contender. And everyone knows a big puncher and he's a brand and he's a star, isn't he? So that's what they want. But... Before we get anywhere near Saudi, actually, Oleksandr Usyk's going to have to defend his belts, specifically the WBA belt, because he has to fight his mandatory challenger, Daniel Dubois, and obviously the other belts will be on the line, as is customary in boxing. And that's going to land in Poland in August. So that's going to land in Poland because Frank Warren, who promotes Daniel Dubois, they didn't win the purse bid. The winning purse bid was from uh, Usyk's promoter, Alex Krasuk, and that is now going to take place in Poland in August, we're hearing. The point is, Usyk's got to beat Daniel Dubois first and then looked ahead. Do you give, let's just uh, let's just knock this one out of the park, do you think that Usyk has a chance, or do you think that Dubois has a chance against Usyk? Is there a chance that Usyk might lose that fight against Daniel Dubois? It's hard to pick against Usyk it is, in that it? fight. Mm. I mean, Dubois is a massive puncher, but he's coming off a bad injury. Oh, he hurt his knee. That was the one at Tottenham when he got dropped by Kevin Lorena three times. So he had Trevor Bryan in oh, yeah, of course. summer and then it was dropped by Lorena three times in the first round. I thought Frank Warren, he's been back in Dubois since the start. You know, he brought him along brilliantly, promoted him brilliantly, stepped him up against Joyce and he come unstuck really bad eye injury but rebuilt him since then and mm. you know going to be a tall order he can punch obviously he's got equaliser power and if he lands on Usyk then it's Usyk's night no, his lights are out yeah and the other problem or the other fly in the ointment is that he's no longer trained by Shane McGuigan that alliance is over now he's now Daniel Dubois is now trained by Don Charles who we know well from his time with Derek Chisora among many others mm. But kind of not ideal preparation for a fight of this magnitude when you're fighting the unified heavyweight champion of the world. Don Charles, I know, has a good relationship with Shane. So I don't think it would be too, you know, there's not a terrible breakup here. And for Dubois, he's not going to be looking to reinvent himself for an Usyk fight. He is what he is. He, he stands up, boxes well. At times can seem a bit basic, but does the basics effectively, does it well. But if he wins, wow. Yeah, and then he's right at the top of the tree. But say right now, at the time recorded, he's not, and Usyk is. So let's take those four leading lights in the heavyweight division, Fury, Usyk, Wilder, and Joshua. Still say Joshua's in there. How would you see it unfurling? Let's go, if we went Wilder, Joshua, to the two guys with no belts in one semi, and Usyk and Fury in the other semi. Who wins Wilder Joshua first? If Joshua gets it right, Joshua wins. You think? I think he's a better, more accomplished, neat and tidier fighter. I don't think he's gun shy, you know, from getting um, stopped. The Franklin fight was underwhelming, but he's, you're going to have some lows, you yeah. know, especially not well title fight. There was lots of, you know, lots of things in the build up to that. I don't know how you feel about that. I fall on the other side of the fence. Just that I do think Joshua could beat him. It's one of those fights where it's almost like arbitrary to pick because neither of us can predict like 12 rounds of action that one of them is not going to like they look at the size of them they, but either of them can get cleaned out at any point mm. I just worry for Joshua over 12 rounds against Wilder but I do think like we saw it against like Luis Ortiz Wilder can be well down Joshua could be outboxing him which is not going to be easy for him to do anyway it's not like oh Joshua's the master boxer here but I don't think I you're going to pick either or for a points win nah it's going to be inside the distance it could be really I mean like I always say I still believe that's the most exciting fight in boxing there wouldn't be a buzz like it there wouldn't be a, a moment you could look away from that no world title on the line says a lot so let's say Joshua advances into the final so the other without going into it because we'll probably end up previewing this fight at some point this year but Fury and Usyk 
Who sick beats him? I think Fury wins. So this is great because <laughs> I think it would be Wilder Fury in the final, and you think it'd be Usyk Joshua for for the tr- trilogy fight. Yeah, but I don't want to see Usyk Joshua nah, free. Same. So uh, fuck, you fucked your all tournament. Yeah, up, so really. you just think Usyk too busy, too active, and too unorthodox and slippery and slidy and skillful to beat. He's, yeah, he's too clever. Yeah, too clever. very clever. Usyk's had fight after fight. Yeah, the fight better, you know. Mm. And Fury's had frustration, frustration out of the ring, and then now he's sort of in no man's land. Weirdly, he's retired, unretired, calling fighters out, not. He's had that self-elected people's champion. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you, make, you make a sale for, for I just Fury. think Fury. I just think Fury can bore the life out of everyone in that fight because he can kind of do what he wants in a ring. But I think it would be, he could he could really drag it and like but how? jab. But how? He, could, he, can, he can keep it long, tie him up, lean on him, make it ugly. Do if you he think wants he to. could tie him up? Yes, I do. absolutely do because he's, he's vast. He's vast and Usyk's not a vast heavyweight. But what I do think... He Usyk, doesn't sit in his legs. So Fury doesn't sit in his legs. Yeah. And you imagine if you want to hold someone properly, unless you're just going to fall over them and grab them, which you can do against weak... Yeah, but would Usyk allow that to Well, we then? don't know because we haven't seen him against someone who would do that at that size. So... Mm. But what I do think is that Fury is used to having everything at his own pace. That's why he can do it even when he's not like ripped to shreds and he looks unfit. He can just do it all. He can do it forever because he just does it at his pace. So what if Usyk knocks him out of that pace and applies a different pressure and puts a different pace on? Then it's an interesting fight. I still just think that Fury wins that fight. So I think it'd be Fury Wilder rematch in the final and you think it'd be Usyk Joshua rematch in the final. But who knows we get heavyweight tournament. It'd be bloody great if we did. One fight we are definitely getting though, George, and that is in New York. And that is Josh Taylor, who's taking on Tiafimo Lopez in like a mini super fight. Like this is a, a real clash of two superstars. I mean, it's a great fight, isn't it? It's kind of like crept up out of nowhere. I mean, we've been going on about it for ages. We kind of wanted Taylor Cashrell. We'll get into that in a minute. But we got Taylor against Tiafimo. Taylor, the formerly undisputed. Yeah, so he did have all the belts at Light Welter, but... As always happens in boxing, if you don't take your mandatory challenges, take care of them, then you have to either box a mandatory or you vacate the belt and let the mandatories box. So he's lost a plethora of these belts. How many belts got left? So he's only got one of these belts left. So when he boxed Jack Catterall, that was in February 2022. That's a fucking long time ago. He had the IBF, the WBA, the WBC, the WBO. Many people thought he lost all of the belts that night when Catterall didn't get the decision. Now, 14 months on, he only has one belt remaining and that's the WBO still world champion. Teofimo Lopez is the challenger. Let's look back at the little history of Teofimo Lopez because he's been pretty potted. He beat Vasil Lomachenko, one of the great modern wins. So that was an underdog win. Big underdog night. win. Yeah, and that was in the bubble. So that was 2020. Beat him on points. But then, what, a year later, in his first defence of those lightweight titles, he lost them all to George Cambosis. Mm. Um, got dropped in the first, uh, lost a split decision. Teofimo Lopez... Rebuilt Pedro Camper, Sandor Martin, which got him the WBO International Super Lightweight belt. So ranked him with the WBO. Therefore, he got the Josh Taylor fight. And here we are. And it's a great clash of styles. And it's a great clash of personalities. And I must say, having seen some of the build-up, seems like Lopez is really... Rattled Taylor's the wrong word. But you know, Taylor gets into his opponent's head, really can do a job on people. Lopez just not having any of it. Obviously, this is a guy who's achieved it all. He's been through it all. He's spoken openly about mental health problems. He's had a divorce going through. He's had all sorts of problems outside the ring. But we, what we're th- trying to find out is, is he still as good as he was? 
is he still the, the guy who beat Vasil Lomachenko three, nearly three years ago now? Is he still that good? And if he is, can he beat Josh Taylor, George? Obviously, back then, he's a huge lightweight. Yeah. Huge lightweight. And how much of his effectiveness was down to his just size? But he's a phenomenal fighter, a good athlete. I mean, you see the stuff online, the stuff he puts out from training. He, he just... He looks the part. I think he knows boxing. You appreciate that from over in the UK because you, you do look over at the guys in, in the States with a bit of awe at times. You're like, well, they've been at this high-level pro boxing a lot longer than we have. You know, we've been here a couple of decades. You know, you feel like they've been there since the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the old-school knowledge. But Josh Taylor... Also, I mean, I was around him a lot. Of course, yeah. You know, he was trading um, right up until he left Shane McGuigan where he'd already become a unified world champion. I was in the gym with him before he won the world title and then I was sort of in and out and I'd come watch the fights. Sometimes I'd even be working for the fights um, when he was winning and defending them world titles. He's got something that you can't teach. Grit, that desire, that ability to bite down on a gum shield, to break people's hearts. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I still think his best win to date was the pro grey. I had him down after the first half of the fight. I thought Progre, I knew a lot about him. I knew he was was talented um, and it felt like Taylor was moving quickly through his career, but he he wasn't really putting a foot wrong. So you couldn't say anything was moving too quickly for him. That night I'm like, oh, this guy is just a level above, but Josh Taylor bid down the gum shield and um, he's got ADHD. He's up in the is middle he, of yeah. night shadow boxing. Is you he, know, really? he, he doesn't switch off. He is of that mindset where he's a bit temperamental. He does lose the plot from time to time and he's so far it hasn't really bitten him that much in fights. You know, he hasn't paid the price but he's had a few a few close calls. Um, they're fights where he's, he's edged out the guy and then it's a big win, mm. you know? And now here we are. But George, another new trainer. He's with uh, Joe McNally. Yep. Um, so Ben Davison was his coach for the Kong Song, the Ramirez and the Catterall fights post Shane McGuigan. And now he has a new train, Joe McNally. Yep. Someone you know, he was on the scene. Nah, I think he boxed James DeGale he in did, the ABAs yeah. a long, long time ago. And like, that's the only time his name really came up. Yeah. But I know they they rated him at the time as a boxer and now he's a trainer. There's not going to be many trainers in the country who are going to have credentials, the qualifications to be working with a unified world yeah. champion you know it happened with Ben Davison to a certain degree you know he, he all of a sudden I don't know how long he'd been involved in boxing but he's working with Tyson Fury yeah. who's a world Billy champion Joe. Billy Joe Saunders Josh Taylor and now Joe Manali so you know I'm sure Josh from what I've seen sounds like he's in a good place seems happy seems content with, with boxing first and foremost what is what it's all about of course you're always going to put that across I wonder what the game plan would be for this one because Josh Taylor like he doesn't do things easy as such it has to be the hard way Southpaw, high work rate. He does this thing where he, he, he keeps his head in punching range for a long time and then he sweeps out in the southpaw stance towards that right leg and then cuts out an angle. But it's a really risky sort of thing to do. But you don't go against Josh Taylor if it's going to be a hard night because he's passed that test so many times. Lopez is a big puncher. He's vying to become a two-weight world champion here. But remember in his last fight after the Sander Martin, remember the cameras picked him up saying, I don't got it no more. All those things considered, George, what's your predico? I think Josh Taylor beats him. Yep. I think this is. I think Josh Taylor's got a lot of pop, but I don't think he's, he doesn't have that equaliser power. He's gone the distance with the good guys. Yeah, he dropped Ramirez twice as well, and that went the distance in the end. Yeah. He looked like he looked like he had him, and yeah. then it still went the, the, the distance. So. so he's he's got that he's got that sharp. He, he punches hard and fast, you know, and he walked Ramirez onto that great sort of. Was it a straight? Was it a straight left hand from the back? Yeah, and then leg? there was a, there was an uppercut in there as well. Yeah, for and he the went second down heavy. Stoppage. Yeah, really looked like. 
they'd done him at that point. And I couldn't believe he went distance yeah. once you see that. I agree. Twelve run decision. I'd have to back. I'd have to back Taylor there. So, okay. So let's few hours earlier across the pond, this side of the pond, at the Wembley Arena. We're not going to start the main event. Actually, we're going to start the co-feature, and that is our mate Ellie Scottney, who on this podcast said that she wanted a world title by the middle of this year, and that's where we're at. Uh, and she gets her chance against Chanika Neeks Johnson. 28-year-old Australian. She is the IBF World Super Bantamweight Champion. This will be the second defence of that title. The first defence was against a 44-year-old called Susie Ramadan, who she beat over 10 rounds, UD. Ellie Scottney is 6-0, so this is only her seventh fight as a professional. Do you think Scottney wins here, despite that golf inexperience? Yeah, no, yeah, I do. I, I do. agree. She is a quality pint size little fighter I think that's the key here is the quality I mean I think she can punch harder than she lets on and I think she has the capability of punching harder than she currently does but she doesn't bill herself as a big puncher she, obviously she's small two minute rounds she, yeah she's got boxing. no stoppages so far she's yeah. six to know with zero inside the distance banging on about skill in terms of ta Taylor and Lopez apart from the, the punch power Ellie Scottney can hold her own with pretty much any female fighter in any division in terms of the skill level. I think she's a, a very good fighter. She's neat and tidy, doesn't waste her shots. You know, she um, talks about how long she's been boxing. She's not on this this new wave who saw female boxing on the telly two years ago and took it up. She's been at it for years. She's died in the wall, mate. Should point out as well, okay, she's only 6-0 and and Shanika Johnson's 15-1, and but they've both had three 10-rounders. So, Half of her career, she's been boxing 10 twos, which is obviously championship distance for women. This fight was supposed to take place in Dublin on this Katie Taylor, Chantal Cameron undercard. But because of the history between Chantal Cameron and Shane McGuigan and the McGuigans, Chantal Cameron requested that Ellie be taken off so she, they didn't have to mix during the fight week. She said it would be difficult for her in the preparation for the biggest fight of her life, et cetera, et cetera. What you think about that is neither here nor there. But what it did mean is that Eddie was like, oh shit, I've got to get Ellie on a, on a card somewhere. And what's happened is he slotted her right in, what, a couple of weeks later, in Wembley, you know, just up the road from Catford, home advantage against, yeah, an, an Australian whose whole career has taken place in Australia. And now she's got to come over on the road and try and beat Ellie Scottney in her, what is effectively her backyard. It's a mm. tall order for, for Neeks, isn't it? I think so. I think this is a better, a better card for yeah, her to be part of. Um, sure. I mean, lots of people are excited to box on a Katie Taylor on the card if you are a female fighter, but your performance might get lost, certainly in Katie Taylor losing for the first time in her career. She's not headlining this co-headline. Co yeah, co she'd, she'd be the, that'd be the co-main. Ellie Scottney points winner has to be, surely has to be the prediction here. What do you think? Over 10 twos? The Scottney stops her. I reckon she Ellie, puts, Ellie she, Stopney. Ellie Stopney. <laughs> Mid to late rounds, seven. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take it. Okay, uh, TKO seven. Well, Neeks has only lost once and that was to Shannon O'Connell and that was decision. So she's never been stopped. But you just never know. Maybe Scott tonight is, or Saturday is the night. At the top of that bill though, the main fight, the headline attraction is Sonny Edwards, who this is his first fight since signing for Matchroom. He's taken on 15-0 Andres Campos. Sonny Edwards, the IBF World Flyweight Champion of course he has big designs on Bam Rodriguez Julio Cesar Martinez he says he can win titles at Lightfly at Superfly even at Bantamweight is he looking beyond Andres Campos this this Chilean undefeated Chilean and could he come unstuck George well Campos yeah he's 15 and 0 he is 15 and 0 four stoppages so he's not not, not a huge puncher his whole career has been in Chile apart from he's had one in Argentina 
and one in Australia. But he hasn't fought anyone. Never, not even in the same league. Yeah. So, I mean, he's 52 in the world on BoxRec rankings, which means it's going to be tough to pick him to win. He's on page, <laughs> he's on page three. He is the number one flyweight Sun- in Chile, though, apparently. And Sonny Edwards, obviously, you know, he's at, he's at the top of the tree. He's boxing really well. Yeah. He's going to want to make a statement, I think. He's going to want to, you know, I mean, where's Sonny Edwards been fighting? So, Sonny Edwards, he was with he was with BT, Frank Warren and BT, and that was where he won his world title against Maruti back in 2021. So, that's two years ago, just over two years ago. And then he signed with Probellum and he had three fights with Probellum, obviously now defunct Probellum. And That's right. So he, he was, was a free in agent. Dubai for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he had one in Dubai, in two in Dubai and then he headlined in Sheffield, which is his adopted home. He's lived there. He went to uni there and stuff. But then he signed with Matchroom. He did this deal with Eddie Hearn, which seems like a deal that like, it seems like a matchroom fighter for a long time. Obviously, Charlie was with him, his, his brother, but now he's there and he thinks it's a good move because of the in-house opportunities for him. And he's back and it's a big stage. Mm. The thing is with Sonny Edwards is he people know about him. He's a flyweight. I've never heard anyone talk this much about a flyweight because he puts himself out there. He's controversial. People hate him. Yeah. People love him. Yeah. And you know that that's good, isn't it? To have conversation about you is important. Yeah, and I think definitely at flyweight. Yeah. Because people aren't going to know you. They're not going to know who you're fighting, who your opponents are. You can amass, you know, a lot of titles in a really short space of time. So, you know, they've started getting him on the com- commentary team. Now yeah. he does the comms. He's a good talker. He, I mean, he, he was he really talk, good on the zone. He talks a lot. So <laughs> um, he will say controversial things, whether they, and I don't even think they're just for the sake of being controversial. I think that's just the sort of character he is. He actually does think that way, whether it's something you agree with or not. You know, they've got him campos this weekend. And he's total voluntary by the way I think he's 15th or something with the IBF you know he's a vo- yeah. voluntary defence Volunt- he's cannon fodder isn't he but he's unbeaten he's 15-0 yeah. so he looks looks to part I mean sometimes this happens Declan where you sign with a new promotional company and then they that will give you a, a run out first and he might have that this weekend so because you know what he might have to travel in some way for Bam or for Martinez which is the unifications or Dalekian so yeah a little homecoming a little like the, you know we're here now feet under the table and then go for a big one do you think he's the best in the division I think he's got the beating of Martinez do you think he could beat Bam Rodriguez who was you know the breakout star of last year there's some there's some big voices in boxing British boxing will be saying that he's one of our best fighters right now yeah that voice might be Eddie Hearn right now because he's just signed him. But it doesn't matter. He's a big voice. He's saying it. People are going to start listening. So I think people are going to tune in for Sonny Edwards. There. You know, it might be a, a new wave of him. He doesn't need to be a Twitter troll anymore. He's now with Matram, who have the biggest online presence in the UK yeah. with Eddie Hearn. And uh, he can do his comms and get you know people talking nice about him. So it doesn't need to necessarily be controversial he can let his boxing do the talking and then let his analysis do the talking if he turns out he knows a little bit about boxing he's going to win people over yeah, people like that exactly yeah I think he's a joy to watch I think we're going to be watching him for 12 rounds against Andres Campos I think it's another distance job he's got four stoppages um, Edwards in his 19 fights I think he'll just bamboozle him when he's on it and when he's in the groove honestly there's no one like him so very excited about that and then hopefully we look ahead to big big fights for him in the future one of which George controversial this one his brother Charlie Edwards they don't talk anymore they're not friends Sonny said I'll fight him but he has to work his way up the rankings which is great Charlie said you know he used to be a world champion Charlie don't rule it out this could be the first time I guess in British boxing history you know off the top of my head no one else has ever done this a world title fight between two brothers which would be like laced with heat as well wouldn't just be a text bar who would you pick 
Would you? Uh, I'd pick Edwards. Of, that's for another day, anyway. But um, got to do the job. Future is bright. Hey, listen, for Sonny Edwards. <laughs> hey, but he's got to do the job against Andres Campos. Could he uh, rain on that parade? Can you stop writing for these red tops? <laughs> he just can't turn it off. Could we? Uh, that's how about that. What a weekend in store. Both sides of the pond. Is it going to be a coffee stay up job, or is it going to be a set an alarm, or is it going to be Sunday morning? For the listeners, obviously, I'm getting up there and then watching course, it live. Yeah. I've got to know. <laughs> yeah. But this is one this of those is a fight worth staying up for. Yeah, this is one where it's like I want to be in real time. You never, yeah. It never quite feels the same the next day. No, definitely. If I know it's going to go 12 rounds, it can't be us. That's hard to stay up for. But this one, Watch it on double time. I do think it will go points. I can't remember what I predicted earlier, actually. But um, it could Edwards. go points. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. This is Taylor. Oh, Ta- Taylor. Taylor Lopez could go points. Yeah. But I reckon this could be wow, to and fro either or. I agree. Who knows? I think Taylor points, Scotty points. Sonny Edwards points. What's your hat trick pick? I'll go the opposite. Three stoppages. Okay, nice. And Anyone else on the card this weekend, Declan? Yes. Any elite club members on the Very much week? so. And the freshest, the hottest member in the club is Chevon Clark. And he is... Boxing. Let me guess, cruiserweight. He's a cruiserweight, of course he is. And he's fighting David Jameson, biggest test of his career. It is guaranteed tear up. The only way you're going to hear um, the analysis of these fights, George, is via our Monday review episode. I'm going to see you in a couple of days again, aren't I? Yeah, and there is one way of making sure that that just hits your phone and you only got to think about it. It'll just be there ready for you Monday morning. There is a way you can do that. Yeah, And the way to that, do that, that is to become an elite club member. Ah, the old ECM. Elite club member. Hit yeah. the follow button in your podcast app. More follows mean bigger names and bigger prizes. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. yeah. What is that? Is that Funhouse? No, <laughs> yeah. But I heard someone else saying it on the pod, so that's obviously... Spotify I've said say that oh, right, okay, more follows me. mean bigger names bigger, bigger better guests and bigger names which is what we're all about yeah we're um, recording here from the Spotify studios yeah big shout out Spotify shout out Spotify great snacks if you're on Spotify and you, you're having some snacks and you're like I wish I had some music to listen to what could they do George check out our playlist oh, The yeah. Ring Walk The Ring Walk so search The Ring Walk in your Spotify you know search engine bit or get us up on the socials at GG Boxing Club in the Twitter we got the, the link tree you will find our link to our playlist uh, The Ring Walk and merch and TikTok if you want to email us as well it's ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk and if you want to listen these days and not get any adverts any options Amazon Music Amazon Music if you do not want to listen to any adverts Amazon Music ad free okay and that would include next week's episodes George we're back Monday aren't we Yes, we're back Monday, HBT, yeah. how about that? And then Wednesday, who we got? Johnny Fisher. Johnny Fisher, the Romford Bull. Can't wait to hear from the Romford Bull, the Boschmeister himself. Yes, we're going to hear about, like, I don't know. How, Life is a how phenomenon. How do you sell, yeah, yeah, a redonkulous amount of tickets? How do you go from being the nicest salt-of-the-earth bloke from Romford yeah. to being this mad phenom ticket seller heavyweight smasher he's got, he's got army of Romford Bull fans but yeah. they're just Sheffield Bull yeah what a load of they're bullets. everywhere yeah but yeah Johnny Fisher in the club as of next week can't wait to hear from him um, I'll see you Monday Marley. George make sure <laughs> bash make sure you watch uh, stay up late and watch New York and then make some notes yes I'll have plenty of notes Declan have a lovely weekend I'll see you Monday goodbye George goodbye George